mean, it's probably the biggest key for the second half. Yeah, it definitely is for Jefferson Forest, Trey. They've got to just find a way to get something going offensively. They do. They shoot themselves in the foot. We had the opening drive, obviously, with the fake punt that they converted, and they cough it up the next play. Then on their final drive, they had a nice drive going and a throw and interception that set up the kneel down, the seventh drive, and the only one that Glass had in the first half that did not result in a touchdown. Now, JF gets ready to tee this ball up and kick it away, and it'll be a short kick with a funky bounce fielded at the 35 over to the far side, turning the corner and staying at the 35 eventually on that return. It was a long no return for Christopher Walker-Wells of EC Glass. Showing some speed on that return. It'll be first and 10 for the Hilltoppers at their own 35. Yeah, hard, good squib kick right there. And it was able to, one of the Hilltopper upbacks was able to field it. He was trying to get across the field, uh, but that time it was a good job. Everybody staying in their lanes and getting a good open field tackle right there from the Cavaliers. And, you know, they're trying to get themselves pumped up over here in the sideline, trying to get themselves back in this game mentally and emotionally to try to play a good second half. Fake from White now has to just keep it himself and wisely just dives back near the line of scrimmage. Probably lost a yard or so on that run. It wasn't the most spectacular. Sam Buckley, the defensive end, was the leader there, but it was misdirection all the way. And by misdirection, JF uh, didn't have to do much. Glass misdirected themselves. Yeah, it looks like the running back either went the wrong way, which is probably the case right there. There's nobody to hand off to. And he just had to eat it right there. Shotgun snap, second and 11 for White. Pump fakes after rolling to his right. Now floats it down the right sideline. Once a man open and incomplete. Brody Jackson was in lockstep with Sam Tracy, the intended receiver. Tracy wanted a flag. Referees say no. Third and long coming up for the Hilltoppers. Well, they were trying to, again, try to run a little bubble route right there, run a little uh swing route with the running back and kind of looked at him and pumped it, but he knew he was going up the sideline right there for number 14, Samuel Tracy, but good defense right there by number nine, Brody Jackson. 42 to nothing. EC Glass on top of JF. We're in the start of the third quarter. George White, a shotgun snap on third and long, looks over to the left side and completes it. And it looks like he's about a yard and a half to two yards shy of the first down, depending on where the referees spot this ball. And for JF. Receiver there will be fourth best far. It looks like Glass may sit on the punting unit here. Wow. If they don't, it looks like, looks like George. Nope. George go for it here. Interesting call right here. You're up 42 nothing. I know you can make a statement this time. And they try to give them the end around, turning the corner. First down, 45-50 inside JF territory, stopping at the 40, spinning back to the middle of the field. It's Gilbert. He's been electric, 35-30. He's turning on the Jets, 15 over to the far side, 10. Does he get to the corner? He does. He's in. An impressive 59-yard touchdown run. From Lavarius Gilbert that featured a little bit of everything. Some speed to turn the corner. A spin move on the near sideline at about the 41. He sprinted it. Had vision to get to the middle of the field. Then he turned the corner on the far side and evaded a JF defender en route to that very acrobatic and artistic 
touchdown run. That was uh, that was a heck of a run. And I know he listened out there on the radio. Probably ran 110 yards right there to make it the 55 that he did that he scored on right there. He was from one side to the other to zig the zag and broke tackles and just did a great job. He did not want to go out of bounds. He was almost going to step out of bounds, but he decided not to. Extra point, no good. Partially deflected, but it's still all EC glass. 48-0 over Jefferson Forest. 9.32 to go in the third quarter. We'll see what the Cavaliers can muster to start their second half when we return. What a wild and epic week it was in the fast lane. From two tires going flat on the trip to the ACC basketball tip-off to chats with Justin Mutz and Mike Young of Virginia Tech and Tony Bennett and Kia Clark of UVA. Hear it all. Fast Lane Edling, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Always chime in and keep updated. Fast Lane Edling, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join us weekdays in the Fast Lane, 5 to 6, CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, 93.3 FM. Ask your smart speaker, stream CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. The Jefferson Forest Cavaliers are in the thick of a playoff push. The Heritage Pioneers look to knock them off track this Friday, October 21st at Sabre Stadium. Your East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show starts at 6.30 on WIQRadio.com, 100.9 FM, the Virginia's talk station app, and enable your smart speaker stream WIQRadio. JF Football is also proudly presented by Nadine Blakely, Realtor with Remax, FYAA, the Forest Youth Athletic Association, Big Boys Guns, Clyde Smith Plumbing, InsaneRadioDeals.com, Trost Law, and Apple Auto Glass. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. A high kick fielded at about the 20, and then the momentum taking back to the 16 and up to the 20, and then coughed up on the far side of the field. And EC Glass recovers. And that for JF is another turnover on the far side of the field, and now a short field coming up, and they, uh, this could well be 55 nothing within the span of another minute of lifetime, not game time, with the running clock. Well, again, Colt Childers, one that took that kick right there, and he was trying to do way too much. He didn't have any blocking. He had three or four hill toppers all around him, and he was just trying to make too much happen right there, and he was – Got stripped of the ball and just went to the turf. Um, Gilbert came up with that one for EC Glass, the fumble recovery. And this time it's in give-off right tackle, just patiently for a It might just inside the 15. Looks like he's struck around the nine, and it'll bring up first down and goal. That's where EC Glass has it. It's a running clock, 35 points or more, and we are well past that. 48 nothing EC Glass. Approaching midway of the third quarter, right? He goes green. This time, a giver on the left side. Stop. The corner for the five. He sprints to the front left corner, and he's into the impact church end zone for another EC glass touchdown. And they are piling on points onto that scoreboard. 54 nothing glass over JF. I tell you, you can see right there, you know, after that last touchdown. You know, what he was going to go with straight running. We, we probably will not see the pass again tonight uh, unless they can be some type of third and long right there. But he was, he was in the run formation. He had the three running backs in the backfield uh, behind George White right there. And, he, and it's going to be all, nothing but the run game the rest of the night for the Hilltoppers. Extra point coming up for EC Glass. And this time the kick is up and 
good. 55-0. Glass on top of JF. 8.29 to go in the third quarter. And we come back after this. Virginia's talk station out. Got a crack problem? You know the symptoms. Poor reaction time. Can't see straight. Endless financial mess. Apple Auto Glass knows cracks in your windshield lead to serious problems for you and everyone on the roads. So bring your car to Apple Auto Glass as soon as you see the crack. Apple Auto Glass is still locally owned on Allegheny Avenue in Lynchburg, so you'll speak with Harold, not Mystery Man from an 800 number. They'll handle insurance claims too. Apple Auto Glass, your local shop ensuring fast solutions to your windshield crack problems. At our house, fall is a busy time. School's back, running kids to practice. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why we love Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry. They're family-owned and family-focused, specializing in general and family dentistry with unique skills for restorative dentistry when, well, the unexpected happens. They took care of me as a kid. Now they're taking care of me and my kids. Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry, 2229 Mural Road, Lynchburg. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. A high kick and will bounce it. Alex Marsteller watches it bounce at about the 14 and roll out of bounds around the 11. Doesn't really matter where it rolls out. The illegal procedure penalty will pit this ball at the 35-yard line for Jefferson Forest. And once they get set, the referee set the ball. They will put in motion this clock, which shows 8.19 to go in the third quarter. 55-0 EC glass over Jefferson Forest. If you're curious, 35 points or more in the second half of a game institutes a running clock, and we are likely to have that for quite a while here at City State. Pitcher perfect night for glass all the way around for JF fans. At least the atmosphere in the third this time they keep riding the bell, nothing Bell back to the line of scrimmage, and he's stunted and pushed down, and he's brought down. Yeah, and right now, you know, if you're a you're a JF Cavalier right here, you, you just want something positive. You want to you want to try to again build some positive plays right here. Try to really work on, you know, having your guys give effort every play, even though they're down fifty five and. You still just want to try to build some positive things. You still got a long way to go in this season right here. Every play counts. Yeah, just the sixth game or the seventh game of the year for Jefferson Forest. Right now they're going to fall to three and four, over four in similar district action as Ethan Boone takes the inside carry and picks up probably about three yards. And now it's going to be bring up third and seven for JF. Ball going to be spotted middle of the field at the couple shades it from that left hash mark. Just break the huddle and approach the line of scrimmage. 7.04 to go, third quarter. Two receivers right, two to the left. Four-man front for glass. Doubt we see any blitzes. They don't get them game well in hand. Bell, shotgun snap, drops back. Field pressure breaks down to a catch attempt. But can I come over to Jackson in front of the glass bench? And another three now. We have said that far too often. It has been difficult for JF to move offensively, and it's not difficult for you to move. You're going to contact I tell you what, the, the Hilltoppers' defense has been smothering tonight. Their 4-4 defense, they've been able to really bring pressure. They've been able to 
cover receivers. And, again, they just uh, – offensively, JF has been a little out of sync all night, and they are just really struggling offensively against the Hilltoppers' defense. And here they are up for another punt right here. Alex Marsteller set to punt this away, and it looked like there were some challenges getting set. Nope, timeout called by Jefferson Forrest. Marsteller sensed that there was going to be an issue, and he throws his arms down in frustration. 55-0, easy glass over JF. 6.02 to go in the third quarter. We'll come back and see what the punt is next. When looking around the neighborhoods at Homes for Sale, one name always pops up, Nadine Blakely. Looking to buy or sell? Call Nadine. Nadine Blakely, realtor with REMAX, was the top 100 producer in the USA among all REMAX agents, coming in at number 87. And Nadine was the top residential producer in the entire Lynchburg area. Nadine also has a proven track record of serving our community, giving back to our schools and charities. Whether you're buying or selling, call Nadine Blakely at 434-444-2226 and visit NadineBlakelyHomes.com. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. On the 37 of the last position, to start off in two drives, two touchdowns, they carry over the near side and wrestle down there is Jamar Smith, and he gets carrying. It's there. I'll tell you what, it's clear right now. Like I said they're in that friend backfield right there, around quarterback White right there. Coach Woody's going to go ahead and just run run the football here to finish, try to get this game clock, continue to run and get to the end of this game and, and get out of City Stadium. And it's Max Calloway actually in at quarterback, 18. White is 16. And appreciative of Bob Alvis for pointing out the numerical difference there. It's second and nine coming up for – Glass, they're looking at that play clock, waiting for it to get under 10. It does. Now a handoff over on the left side to Mosby. Turns the corner and up to the 40, and he's brought down there, trying to bounce it off the left side. And he's tackled practically for Jefferson Forrest. Yeah, it looks like Cody Bryan is back up quarterback there, and I'm sure he's getting ready to start dubbing in some of those other guys here pretty soon. Uh, he's in the fourth quarter. I just some of those blocks. Side is done. Obviously, other backups for the Hilltoppers woven into the remainder of this contest. Callaway throw far side, call first down marker right about it on the far side. Forty-six referees actually going to get a yard and a half, two yards shy of the first down. On the far side, it looks like Trent Ripple with JF in on that star. Well, what he's doing right here, that throw right there, getting his quarterback some throw action right there, getting a little throw, number one outside hitch right there. It was a good throw by the back quarterback, number 18, sophomore Maxwell Callaway. And 
there's a flag that's in there on top of it. Referees get ready to sort through this mess. And it's a personal foul. And it may be one of the personal fouls in the middle of the blocking play or in the middle of the play. So it wasn't quite enough for a first down, but the result is all wiped out as PC Glass goes backwards anyway. And now they will place it on the you got investigation coming for Justin Forrest trying to get set. Right, first time we've seen the young team for the Hillstopper tonight. Chance to see what they have. As Glass getting ready to punt this, pin Wilman. And it's a high kick back up. 33 on it. Looks like there is had the slide on it and cradle it there. And he's got a couple of issues. Secure ball punts. And coming up, favoring his shoulder, elbow, or wrist on the right arm. Back in or not, we'll find out. James Owens stays on the field and get to work. I think we're all past the point of coach now. A lot of for JF is just finding a way to get something positive that you could call momentum. Yeah, no, you definitely want that. I mean, you know, your team's struggling mentally right here. You just want to get some good play call, and then you want to try to get some execution by your player. At this time, the snap will give to Mark Stellar. Tries to turn the corner, grab the jerseys behind one of the JF defenders, and it was William Penn who grabbed it from behind. Mark Stellar actually slipped out of that and was able to maintain enough balance to lunge forward to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, we just haven't been able to have the speed to get to the edge, to get to the outside right there. Any big play we had in the stretch has usually been some type of cutback into a run lane right there. And that time they just kept pressing it, pressing it all the way to the sideline till finally he just ran out of real estate. Two wideouts right, one to the left. Shotgun snap coming, Josiah Bell, 222 to go in the third. As Bell takes it, looks down the left sideline, wants Brody Jackson, and it's picked off for the second time this evening by E.C. Glass. Intercepted as it's Christopher Walker-Wells, the cornerback, who was in lockstep with Brody Jackson, and the pass was slightly underthrown, and Walker-Wells receives it. And the thing is, is last week, J.F. was shut out at LCA, and they're on the verge of being shut out against E.C. Glass as well. Feels like this game is even harder to come by this offense mustered something last week of the opening drive, and not much after that. This week, the defense is equally at its challenges, whereas last week, the defense for JF did hold in there. Yeah, again, that ball that ball was underthrown right there. Brody Jackson may have had a step, had a little, uh, a little opportunity there. If Josiah Bell could have gotten it out there far enough, it just was underthrown to the inside, and that's where the corner was sitting. Max Callaway, quick throw and incomplete. Jackson wasn't looking at the ball which sailed right through Christopher Woods' arms and into the bench, second and 10 coming up. It's a running clock. We're under two minutes to go in the third quarter because Glass has a 55-0 lead over JF. And, of course, we're under two minutes, which is a reminder, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning, which is why it's worth left insurance with State Farm Agent Paul Minshew in center town Bedford. Shotgun snap coming up for Callaway. Second down and 10, ball right hash mark 30. Glass working from left to right. This time it's an inside handoff. JFC is in great pursuit. As Alex Marsteller was one of the leaders there to converge and hit Tavian Carter, the backup running back, third and 10 coming off. Yeah, great job defensively right there. And it looks again like 
There might be some uh, substitutes that have been put in here offensively for Glass. And, and even throwing the football now, having your backup quarterback in here, that's part of your offense right now. I know Coach Woody wants to give uh, his co- backup quarterback here, Maxwell Callaway, some live plays, some live throws, and that's why he's throwing the football. Callaway will look to throw before stepping up and thinking of taking off. He does from the 30 and just steps out of bounds, well, sprints out of bounds at about the 36, four yards from a first down. And the punting unit likely to come on for AC Glass having the sets, but no official decision made by Jeff Woody. And they don't have to because there's more time on the play clock than there is on the game clock. And Glass will, maybe pun intended here, punt that decision to the start of the fourth quarter. We're through three from Lynch City Stadium. It has been all Hills first. 55-9 over Jeffries. Fourth quarter comes your way after this on the Virginia's Talk Station app and 100.9 FM Lynchburg, 106.3 Campbell Southside. 